Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Music, Movies and Madness. I'm David, your host, and tonight we're going to be discussing what makes a great intro to a song or a movie. Joining me as usual, I have the panel of Ian, Martin and Glenn. Martin, welcome. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Hi, Glenn. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Hello, everybody. Ian? Kia ora, Dave. All good up in the necky? All good here, man. All good in the hood. Yeah. You've had, you've, uh, since we, we had a bit of a rest last week, um, and I think you had some of our listeners up your way, Ian. Yeah. I got a surprise visit from, um, they, they rolled up in a, in a, <laughs> they rolled up in a, <laughs> in this flash car. <laughs> he was on the show. It was just Jason, Jason Curry. Yeah. And Narosha. Uh, and their daughter Jess was there, and actually the son Ryan rocked up a little bit later. So yeah, a little bit of an impromptu visit. It was very, very nice to meet them. Yep. But it was bloody good to have a chat with them and and, nice. uh, and meet them all, absolutely. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. All right, so tonight, fellas, we're looking at what makes a great intro. Mm. Both, both musically as well as in the films, right? So how'd you find this week? Yeah, good. Um, I tried to not go for maybe the obvious ones this week, but um, what I did find for it, I found it crossed over a lot with the riff one that we did, and I was trying very hard not to choose songs that started with a riff. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I was. I was the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, there's a yeah. lot. There's a lot of um, uh, I guess what songs that would be. Yeah, would be. I guess popularly known as as having great intros because of their riff, iconic almost. Ian, how'd you go? Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. Yep, I enjoyed it. Um, I really enjoyed the movie the movie scene, the movie scene. I probably enjoyed that maybe more than the music for the first time ever. Right. So yeah, it was good just to think think of old movies I've watched and thought, you know, what pops in my head. Mm. from the opening scenes yeah i yeah, quite yeah. enjoyed that good stuff yeah. all right well i think we'll kick into it if we start with the movies first and to help us navigate our way through what makes a good intro uh a bit of google research during the week and playing around with words and that and um i came up with a um a super way of looking at what makes a good intro super meaning S for simplicity. Simplicity. What makes it sometimes what now this is this is maybe one or more of these things. So sometimes simple is good and simple sticks. Um good example there, Smoke on the Water by Deep Purple. I think we all know, know that one. It's one of the first riffs you learn as a uh an eight-year-old pretty, on the guitar. Pretty simple. Pretty simple, but pretty iconic and pretty straightforward. So um mm-hmm. and yeah, so on the on the movies front. Jaws came to mind. I hope none of you guys had that one. Jaws was no. is a pretty simple intro to a movie, right? You've got the you've got the uh, the opening scene where the shark attacks. You got that simple but somewhat terrifying theme music by none other than John Williams. Um, real simple recipe, but it seemed to work. It's worked back then. Mm. It works now. Um, so sim- so super. You was for unforgettable. So the hooks. And Martin, you might have, when you were referring to riffs before, 
no doubt mm. there would have been one or two hooks in there. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's uh, like it's, the movie, though. If, if the movie grabs you in the first, like, five minutes, you know. Yeah, you totally. Hurt, you know? Um, so, yeah, you have to hit them fast, hit them hard, right? Yeah, yeah. Get them, get them on board as soon as possible, yeah. No. Mm. P is for production. Something dear to our hearts, so the production quality, whether it's the song or the movies. I think in movies, I think of Avatar. When it came out in 2009, production quality of that was astonishingly ahead of its time. Um, but, uh, you know, on the on the music scene, you know, um, dare I say it, Bohem Bohemian Rhapsody. I know that you wouldn't have picked that, Martin. It's too common. I didn't. No, didn't. Too common. But it <laughs> I is, just figured um, someone's going to pick it. It's not going to be me for once. 1975, the production quality on that thing is just outstanding, right? Yeah. Um, all yeah, eight I think for, I think production for movies is really important. Yeah, you go oh, yeah, because it's, it's visual, it's visual, right? Mm. And you you you're sitting down. You've got it's got a it's got a pop. You've got to go. Yeah, man, that's yeah. I mean, I'm in there. You know. Yep. Yep. And then we move on to what are we up to? E E is for emotive. E is free motive so Ooh. does it does it catch you pull the heartstrings does it you know resonate for some reason and i think here something like imagine by john lennon good example one of those oh, yes. songs that when people hear it they sort of tear up martin on the on the show the other day from the 30s i think you mentioned vera vera yeah some of the um auntie vera yeah, some of those, some of those from that generation, when they hear that song, it just pauses them and they takes them back to a place and a time, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's very true. Like the movies as well. If you associate a particular song with a, with a movie, it stays with it forever. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, and the R in super is for rhythm or repetition. Um, and it can be, it's funny, when I thought about repetitions in movies, guess what movie I thought of? Guess what movie? Uh, Groundhog Day. Spot on. <laughs> kind of I love that movie. It? it is. It I is. love that movie. Again, it is a great yeah. movie, isn't it? Oh. So we're going to start with the movies. Um, and we're just going to go around the table like we usually do. And I think we'll kick it off with uh, Martin. Um, not only is my movie has a that has a great intro it also features a piece of music which is, has one of the greatest introductions to a piece of music of all time as well uh, <laughs> oh yeah i know this one that first note beach boys dum, 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 dum. And all of that stuff. Yeah, so that piece of music was written by Richard Strauss and it's called Also Sprach Zarathustra, <laughs> which is German. That's what it is called. Yeah. And um, yeah, it features it in a movie called 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, so the reason I've chosen this one is the introduction to the movie, it's kind of got two intros actually. It's got like a pre credit se uh, sequence. And then when, once the credits actually kind of flash up and the name of the film comes up, 
then it goes into like another introductory sequence as well. But I'm going to talk about the very first introductory sequence to the film. Uh, and it starts with a bunch of monkeys. Apes in the cavemen days. Yeah. And, so uh, boring. <laughs> it's quite, quite, quite boring. boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah I mean, it's, for a movie that's like, you know, a good two and a half hours long, there's very little dialogue in it, for one. Um, and it really is just a visual movie. Um, but yeah, the intro starts with um, a group of apes who are uh, set at their local watering hole and uh, get attacked by another group of apes. <laughs> oh my God, fuck all this happened and changed, does it really? It's going to be um, boring. They're apes. They're not, they're no, not intelligent. And they're us humans on. are just the same. <laughs> just, worse. The <laughs> what do you expect from an ape? Yeah. You pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> so they go off and uh, keep in a cave, as you do when you get turfed off, you know. Um, wake up in the morning to find someone's put a great big black monolith in the middle of the in the middle of the savannah in front of them. A great big piece of rock. Yeah, I know, right? These aliens so uncaring and uh, inconsiderate. Um, and the apes basically take a look at it and kind of fall in love with it a little bit. Um, and we hear some really mysterious music playing, which is quite nightmarish and, and gothic and this big kind of choiry sound. He's called uh, Lux Eternia. Um, which is, yeah, pretty haunting to listen to. Um, they then work out how to use uh, a bone as a weapon. And what do you do? I love it. You go and have a turf war with the guys that kicked you off your old patch, go back and give them, give them what's for with a bit of a leg bone and, mm -hmm. and give them a good whacking with it. And, uh, and they kill one of them. Um, yeah. And uh, at that point, the ape throws the bone up in the air, it spins. We hear Alcide Sprout Zarathustra, and then the spinning bone turns into a spaceship. Ta da! Ta da! <laughs> <laughs> but how much, time has a, how much time has elapsed during that? It felt that's like an ten, hour. It's ten, <laughs> 10 minutes. Yeah, that's 10 minutes. Oh, ten man, minutes it was painful. It's one of your top 10 favorites, Glenn? Or? No. No, but <laughs> I remember, I remember to kind of have on in the background with the sound turned down. I remember, <laughs> I remember yeah. sitting there going, I remember sitting there going, isn't this supposed to be some science fiction movie or something cool with spaceships? And I'm like, oh my lord, this is boring. It's wow. a very iconic intro. Oh, though. I it's agree. I agree. Intro, you know, it's an interesting piece. Um, and it's basically yeah, a metaphor for how mankind basically turned the corner when we discovered how to kill. kill. Yeah. God, and, we're, we're horrendous. As a, as a species, yeah. Man, and, we're the worst, eh? We are we so are. the worst. Okay, moving right along, because this is meant to be fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, let's cut to you. All right, uh, sorry. Yeah, I had uh, fun choosing. I thought, well, you've got to get a James Bond in there, right? Oh, Yeah. So uh, this, I this love. Could be interesting because I did a Bond as well. Ah, nice. I, well, I love all Bond movies, and I think they're one of the most iconic. Maybe apart from Star Wars, the most iconic intros in movies. Uh, I chose the Spy Who Loved Me. Oh, yes, nice. I did. I. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's, 
Because you've got good taste. And that's, <laughs> how, that's how we shorten the show. <laughs> nice. There we go. Uh, it starts with a, it's, uh, it's a Roger Moore. For those that don't know, Roger Moore um, is acting as 007. It's got the cheesy ballad in there. And uh, that was my one. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Well, in that case, then I'll, I'll add a little bit to that. Good Skiing moment. down a mountain, <laughs> jumping off a cliff. Yeah. And then in midair, opening up a parachute with a Union Jack on it. Yeah, well, we've all um, seen that bit. And that, that stunt apparently cost half a million dollars to do. And, um, yeah, they, uh, they spent 10 days trying to film it. And the weather was so bad, they got a 15-minute window to do it within. Wow. And the director said to the stuntman, hey, Rick, go and do it, and don't forget your James Bond. Um, they had three cameras set up to film it. Two of them broke down. So they only had one camera rolling, and that camera happened to get that particular iconic shot of the parachute opening and, and the guy kind of plummeting. Yeah. yeah sorry, Martin. I think Ian's review is better. Moving along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't deny. laughs> All right. So that leaves um, Mr. Thurston. Isn't that marvellous? Julianne is on top of the mountain. Big pan shot, you know, big giant widescreen like the old school days. Boom, you're in there and you're watching Sound of Music with Nana again at Christmas. Brilliant. Nice. There you go. I'd rather watch Two Apes. I would rather watch Julie Andrews. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what's not to like about Nuns and Nazis? Yeah, the whole concept and, and of that the same movie is a little bit messed up, isn't it? <laughs> oh, look, a lot. Could have been yeah. Nazi nuns, you know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But anyway, good stories, entertaining, brilliant. All right. It was a good intro. Mega. Yeah. It was. All right. Well, let's stay. Um, gave, a, gave away a little bit of this earlier on uh, in the intro. See if you can pick this. Yes, 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 yes. 1975. That was my movie choice. Oh, yeah. Mr. Friday Jones. night and court in place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, isn't it? Uh, unfortunately, but yes. So iconic i think so pretty simple group of people on the beach one of them like young lady goes for a swim mm. meets uh mr jaws and mm. the rest is as they say but exactly <laughs> but then there's the the comedic foil which is the guy who can't get his pants off fast enough to join oh, her yeah. in the water <laughs> it's real funny he turns around to go and she's not there it's like oh <laughs> that's funny it's it, it's tragic but funny yep it is but like i said simple ingredients yeah that was my pick so round two back to you martin yeah well uh round two i've gone with an animated film for round two and it just totally falls into the emotive uh, category. Um, so I've gone with Up, 
the Disney oh, Pixar movie. Oh no! Because oh, good, good movie. the first five minutes of that movie uh, are incredible um, and deeply sad, um, and uh, you have a half stone if you don't end up blubbing oh, after look. watching it. I think. Uh, we were going through fertility treatment at the time. So when that came on, one of those things, oh, we'll watch an animated film with the niece and nephews. Me and Bronwyn are just sitting in the corner going, oh, my God, I'm going to freak out and blow up in a moment. They had terrible intro for someone, and that's a predicament. Oh, the tears bawling. It was awful. Uncle Glenn, are you okay? No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, if you, if you don't know the story, it basically starts up, uh, boy meets girl, boy marries girl, boy and girl learn that they can't have children, boy and girl grow old together and plan to fulfill a lifelong dream, but she falls ill and dies before they can. And, and that's the story. And, you know, and for most films, that could be an entire movie. But Disney crammed that into like the first five minutes of this animated film and just leave everybody devastated, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I don't know if I've ever recovered, actually. Hell of a way to start a movie, of, eh? Hell of a yeah, way to start a movie. Epic storytelling in such a short amount of time. Just so good. And, then and again, dialogue that, free. Yeah, yeah and, except for that piano stuff, eh? Whew. Oh, man, you're really tugging the heartstrings with that one. There we go. Um, Ian, what'd you have? Yeah, I, I went for something kind of almost equally as beautiful as Up. Uh, it wasn't animated, but it's, it's close. But... Uh, again, very, very close to my heart, this movie intro. Uh, and it starts with very dramatic music. It's calm scene, I mean, very sort of gentle scene at the start where it's set in, in France and in Paris on the street and there's a puppeteer and then there is some beautiful music and then there is some... Uh, sort of crazy durka durka things going on and then there's abs <laughs> absolute chaos and mass destruction is team america hey, <laughs> yeah, that's police. A, i love that movie oh that's so good so oh, good i know the croissants on the path <laughs> oh. i just love that movie nice it is and hey, we've saved the day <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think it was you, Glenn, that introduced me to that one. Oh, so wrong. And it's so accurate still and so, oh. so wrong. Marvellous. Some it. scenes that my wife just thinks are so stupid, but I just think they're the funniest thing ever. Anyway, I've got yeah. something equally got, stupid. <laughs> I love you, honey bunny. Everybody be cool, this is a robbery! Any of you fucking pricks move! And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Ooh. There you go. How about that, eh? Nothing's. No. No, that's a bit of, bit, of, bit of the old Pulp Fiction. Yep. Love the intro. It sets the scene. It ends the movie with the same scene, which is really clever yeah. as well. And then a whole bunch of other stuff. And then soon, you know, from that pulpy beginning, get that cool Dick Dale guitar. I mean, so much of the openings have got that really dramatic and music pull right in and you hook you right into the film. So, so much of the stuff we've looked at have this equally massive music character that helps pull mm. you into it. Mm. So, yeah, Pulp Fiction, great fun. Nice. 
sticking with the um, somewhat hyper-violent theme, John Wick. Has anyone seen the John Wick movies? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I must be the last person in the world who hasn't seen oh, any. Hyper-violence goes to another what? level with this man. Well, it's it's um, because they kill his dog, eh? Yeah. Kill his dog. <laughs> I've got a dog, and and you know what? That, and stole this his car. Me, no, no, they stole his car me, as well. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, this may give me trauma like up. you got to watch it. Um, the first one is brilliant. The second one is the one I've chosen, John Wick Chapter 2. The opening scene goes for nine minutes. It is the opening scene, the very first scene, where he's pretty much um, going into, like, uh, gang headquarters to um steal his car back and the, the thing i love about john Wick the movies is that there's a there's a lot of humor weaved through it so he steals his beautiful beautiful american muscle car back but he does it by trash by trashing it absolutely munting this thing it has no doors the windshield's gone <laughs> the the chassis the chassis is up yeah it's just he's he's Completely wrecked this car, but he feels a sense of satisfaction having stolen. Yeah, he it got back. it back. He got yeah. it back. He got um, it back. And it's ten minutes of just hyper violence, and it's mm. brilliant. And I didn't know this. So he's he's made. They've made four films on him now. Um, John Wick Four has just come out. His body counts up to four hundred and thirty nine. It's just he is just a machine. And how many and, how many chapters are in this book? Well, there's four <laughs> four films. And he's killed 439 people with his, like, yes, on the screen, um, individually, each one. Like, he's, he's, he's pretty much a one man army. Martin, Ian, you've seen it? Go on, the first it. one. Yeah. First one. The first one. Yeah. 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 He, he, they've just taken violence to another level. And he's, it's the film. He's averaging, what, 102.5 people in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the John Wick films brought Keanu back out of retirement. And um, he's still as badass as ever, though. It's brilliant. So, um, last round. I went for a sci fi. I found a lot of the sci fi ones have good intros. Uh, but I, I thought I'd choose a sci fi. And it's an old favorite. So, it's, it's a go to movie for me. And it's Blade Runner. Ah, oh, yeah, true. And I love the intro of that. You sort of got this vehicle that's flying through the city with all these lights and big building. It's it's really futuristic, and you've got the music score, which I think is Vangelis, which is just real nice. And then it it goes to the rainy city and Harrison Ford sitting there. It really sets the scene pretty quick of how the movie's going to go. And yeah, it, for me. That draws me right into the movie within a couple of minutes. Yeah, Great. it's pretty Great iconic. Mm. Yeah. Great seeing that okay. one. Nice. Yeah. Glenn. All like right, last? my last last one. Here we go. Circle of life, eh? Bit of the old uh, 
Lion King. Um, I remember going to see that back in the day, and boom, straight yeah. away, you were right there. Boom. Big, again, it felt big. It's one of these big cinema opening things. Um, and seeing it on the small screen doesn't quite mm. deal to it. Sort of, well, Lion King felt massive at the time. And it still works. Pro- yeah. Kids yep. love it. Kids still love it. Yeah. I think it's really cool. It's got some great characters all the way through it. Um, and I just, I, at the time, I thought this was the bee's knees and that sort of hand-drawn mm, um, mm. animation and just to see everything all coming together. And that's it. You're right in there. And it seemed to be such a triumphant beginning too, which was pretty fun. They really got the um, the mix of the humour, you know, the voice actors from Alan Rickman mm. through to... Yeah, they they they, they um, whereas the remake, which they did only a couple of a few years ago now, for on um, using sort of hyper real animation, oh, I seen that was I saw into the opening of that. It was was just not not very good at all. Yeah, I just saw that Disney animation at that particular point. They'd hyped it up and it delivered on the hype. Um, and it was mm. good to see. I quite liked still the hand-drawn stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it. That's the last one from me. And then, all right, Big Elton comes along and then just smashes out one of uh-huh. a massive, massive song that, you know, I think it's got a massive amount of um, plays oh. on Spotify. Okay, lucky last. Here I go. Had to put this in there. Sorry, guys. Look at David's face. He's loving it still after how many years of watching this. His face just lit up, listeners. He is just loving it here. 4K, Ultra HD. (laughs) What wouldn't I? Yeah, uh, look, it's just one of those things, right, that as soon as you hear it, you see it. Yeah, probably, I don't know, maybe the best sci-fi intros, Star Wars. They're good. They're bloody good. You mm. just you you know with the ships coming over or yeah. the fight scenes. They're good. They're clever. Well, yeah. he did that on a shoestring budget in seventy five, mm. seventy six. Mm-hmm. And it still, looks amazing. It mm. still does, you're right. It's amazing. <sighs> so, I'm just excited yeah. to watch it right now. Are we watching Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas. So that was our movie movies. Well done. Some really good choices there. Um Let's head over now to the music side of things. So, Martin, back with you now. What yeah, you okay. Well, I chose, um, well, for my first one, um, one by probably the king of intros, really. Um, I always find that he does amazing intros to his songs, uh, and then they go downhill really, really fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, um, it's not me, is it? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, well, Mm. let's have a listen.
what we call the market show. Yeah. There we go. So, Mr. Meatloaf, yeah, bad out of hell. Um, oh, I thought it was Animal. <laughs> yeah, Jim, Jim Steinman, yeah. Mr. Steinman, yeah, absolutely. Jim Steinman, um, he could write an epic or two, yeah. Mm. Um, interestingly, I was watching a little interview with him um, just before on YouTube, and uh, he said that the, if you listen to the intro of it, it's actually started from Jailhouse Rock. In Jailhouse Rock, it's down, oh. down, down, down. Wow. But in this, it goes, yeah, white, bang, bang. <laughs> so. <laughs> Clever. I'll be clever and reverse it. <laughs> yeah, reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those albums. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, Meatloaf has a history of doing these songs that have like three minute intros um, and then leading to like a seven minute song, you know? Um, it's, it's almost operatic, yeah, and it's kind of grandness. Totally. Um, yeah, it was uh, produced by Todd Rundgren, um, guitar player, um, and he uh, actually played all guitars on the album on the on that song as well. Apparently, according to Meatloaf, he wrote all of the guitar parts for that song and, and played them and recorded them in forty-five minutes, including the solo. And that song is ten minutes long from start to finish. Wow. Todd Rundgren does a great song called. I don't want to work. I want to bang on my drum all day. It's a fantastic song. If you get a chance, to listen to it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, the piano part in that intro as well is finishly difficult to play. Very, very hard it, to it, do. It, it, yeah. it definitely sounds it. You need to have a certain type of piano in order to do it as well. It has to have like a really, really quick action on the piano. You can't do it on any old piano. Not you, if you can, want to keep you, fingers. Can you play it, Martin? Badly. Ah. That's I, fine. You got yeah. the job. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 a cool little thing. Um, uh, but keeping it going for that length of time as well is really difficult. It's because it's just so fast and repetitive, and it's mm. there's lots of little twiddly bits in there. Um, but yeah, you, you just can't do it on like an old piano. It has to be like one that's got like a really really quick. The keys come up very very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yes. There you go. Bad out of hell. That's my cool. first choice. Awesome. Thanks, Martin. Good choice. Nice. Ian, what have you got for us? Yeah, I I found it I find it hard to um separate an intro and a riff because I think they're mm. the same. Some of them yeah, have got riffs. I've, I've been struggling with that. And, um, yeah, I agree. And and I've and I've and I've try I've always anything that we do on here musically, I obviously go in with the head of a musician who plays and think like that. So uh, when I think of intros, I think of like early intros, like 60s and 70s. They're kind of purposely written intros, you know, like specific for the song. It's an actual introduction, like mm. the Beatles stuff, right? Yep, yep. Uh, written as a piece of music of that particular song. And then I think in the sort of 80s and the 90s, it became less riffy and a bit more chordal with stuff like um, these examples like Closing Time, uh, Dreams, Start Me Up, Never Mind. Those kind of chordal sort of intros, they're not licky intros. There's always exceptions to that, you know, but I think over time intros have changed quite a lot. 
you know um and i like it i'm a bit of a sucker for a good intro i do i try to categorize them into like a drum one a keyboard one a guitar one bass one so anyway this one is a i think this one here is a, a cracking intro so That's a, for me, that's a really nice drum intro and it kind of, kind of brings the other bits in as it goes along. But yeah, a nice, a nice drum intro to a song, Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. So yeah, drum, drum riff, mm, would you say? Well, a riff, for me, a riff and an intro is the same. I don't oh, think I, they're different. I don't think they're different. Oh, I think I got to oh, wait for mine then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Glenn, what have you got, mate? Can you introduce that guy? Sympathy for the Devil, Rolling Stones. Sort of just builds you in, yeah. builds you in, and then yeah, yeah. yeah it gets layers. that rhythm going and just layers that rhythm in, mm. um, and gets you all hooked in. In fact, the Rolling Stones have got masterful sort of openings, particularly riffs. Again, yeah. I, I've been same as Ian. I like go to like, oh, that's a damn good riff. Well, how well, how do you differentiate a riff and an I intro? Don't, oh, look, I don't really know. Maybe I oh, like because is... most intros of songs are riffs, whether they're <sighs> I mean, vocal or whatever. I, I I went. Oh God, is the like shining your crazy diamonds like about three or four introductions before it actually gets to the song? And uh, that that's but, not an intro though, is it? But if you listen to like I thought, okay, and and if you listen to classical music. Da 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 da, da 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 da. It's a riff. It's a riff. It's not an intro. It's part of the no. song. So, I don't know. I I can't. I really can't separate the two. All right. Well, what? What's Someone David tell got? me. How do you do it? How do you separate it? Come on. I don't Dave. think you have to. I think there there are plenty of songs with riffs, but there are pr plenty of songs without riffs in the in the opening. Um. Here's one that will take you back. Uh... gospel influence right house martin's caravan of love from the mid 80s that's a riff 
<laughs> oh, so there's a melody in no, the background. There's a, it's not, it's not even, know. it's a chorus. It's, it's a, a chorus. It opens it's well. <laughs> but that's one that I thought a bit different. It's obviously just a cappella. Um, and it was their only number one hit from in the UK, but, you know, obviously it did well for them. But a little bit different. They were ready. They were. They, they were. <laughs> well, they 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 were from the beautiful South. What was that band? Was that yeah? That was the band. Oh, yeah, were they? So, well, the singer was yeah, Paul. The singer oh, was yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, something different. Right. Martin, back to you. Oh, cheers. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, let's go with this one. your mouth yeah. i'm talking about shaft yeah. <laughs> we can dig it <laughs> you've, you've not only picked a movie but also a great song academy award yeah. winning absolutely yeah uh isaac hayes theme from shaft there you go uh it's, it's actually about a three minute introduction again like before it actually kicks into the actual yeah. song on the full version even the single version had a two minute intro that's and awesome, the single man. edit yeah yeah See that for me, that's more a uh, that is definitely more of an in- introduction because it's kind of maybe bringing you into the piece of the music. Mm-hmm. It's not the music, but yeah, but it's kind of. But I think a lot of those filmy kind of songs have that because they have to, right? Yeah, they have to have that kind of. You couldn't have a a song with three, four minutes intro and then a four minute song. Especially if you go back to the Beatles, you know, George Harrison, probably the best guitar intro man ever. Um, but a riffs intro, yeah. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that again, like that riff, the the, the, the wah-wah thing. Uh, Isaac Hayes had that for about 10 years, apparently, before, um, before he got the geek to the movie. Wow. Um, just had it sitting there. And just said to his, his session player, "Hey, why don't you put a wire on that and see what happens?" <laughs> and and then got the drummer to do the sixteen beat thing on the hi hats, and and that was it. Riff, you know, song done. <laughs> Again, uh, two hours to record the whole song. Apparently, again, mm. super fast to get it done. That's nice, man. Yeah. Ian, mate, what have I, you got for us? Yeah. I, I went for something a little bit different, but I've always really liked the intro of this song. Rock set. Mm. 
Just to get a nice intro. And then, blimey, just blows you away. But, uh, yeah, lovely intros. It's a, a keyboard one, so... Or piano. But, yeah, there you go, rock set. Listen to your heart. They had some pretty good intros across, especially on that album. Yeah. Well, the other one I was going to go with the keyboards would have been, uh, which I think is a great intro, is uh, Go West. Yeah. We close yeah, our eyes. Cool. Yeah, we close yeah, our that's eyes. That's awesome. Cracking intro. Mm. But there Big you go. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, man. Mr. Thurston. All right, Ian, I've got another one. All right, building on what um, Martin had before with that great intro, here's, here's another one as well. That's the BGs. Yeah, sure and, is. Uh, I, I think I probably like the whole intro to the song and maybe the 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 verses more than the chorus. I don't really like the chorus. I find that whole staying alive kind of thing kind of a bit screechy, but that groove and the way it sort of comes on in, I think that's a great intro. And again, just like the film, he's just strutting. He's just strutting down the wall. He's just strutting. <laughs> Just like he thinks he's the hottest thing on the planet, eh? And he's like, dun, 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 dun. it's brilliant. I'm pretty but, sure. Well, I, I remember seeing a documentary with the Bee Gees talking about it. It's the first song with a drum loop. That drum is actually looped to 16 or 12 bars, just looped. Is around, it? Around. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, oh, the wow. drummer came in, laid the groove down, buggered off, and just left them. Um, and they basically had to get the tape and Sell a tape it together, basically put it over two tape machines and just wind it round and round and round. So wow. it just went round in one big loop. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that, I think it's an intro. I think it is. Hmm. But I, I was inspired by what you had, Martin. I thought, oh, I know, good one. <laughs> love it, love it. Well, not too long after, well, probably, uh, when did that come out? 77. 77. 77. Okay. Yeah. It's better than 10 mm -hmm. years. Okay. Um, so this next track I've got uh, was created using... So it's quite different to what you guys have all put through. It's, it's, it's definitely on that sort of simplicity and scaled back, um, but slowly building to something um, uh, kind of intro and uses a lot of synth. A lot. So... Real mix of synthesizers, some traditional instruments. You've got the lead singer on uh, guitar. you got some electronic drums. you got synths all over the synth strings all over the place. Um, and it is one of those tracks that helped define the new romantic era of its time. I'm sure you'll get this in the first couple of, first bar probably. Here we go. Thank you. 
I thought that was Very his whole good. name. I thought that was his first name. Mature. <laughs> uh, the uh, live at Live Aid version of that is just phenomenal. Um, when he hits that first note in his vocals, and he just holds it, uh, yeah, brilliant stuff. And um, I bought the whole record just for that song. Yeah, I've got a second hand just for that song too. It's, yeah, we should probably tell people what the song is. Yeah. Yeah, it's um girls just want to have fun. Nice. <laughs> Vienna, named after a loaf of bread, right? Vienna. It's an ice cream. Oh, it's ice cream too. Always <laughs> 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 missed out on like <laughs> do, 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 do they have the Vienna loaf in other countries? I don't know. Or, or is it just a new, distinctly weird New Zealand thing where Probably. we thought, oh, it's a fancy loaf, and we'll call it a Vienna loaf? I don't know. Is it in the UK? Probably. No, I think Vienna is an ice cream over there. Eh? <laughs> yeah, pretty sure it's an ice so, cream. Pretty sure everywhere in the world it's an ice cream apart from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> we got tip, tip top. Right, so yeah, Vienna by Ultravox, and um, back to you, Ian. Uh, sorry, Martin. Yeah, uh, I'm going back to the world of rock for this one. A uh, bit of 80s. Um, another band, I, I'm not overly keen on a lot of their stuff, um, but this intro was the intro to their first album, and uh, it still kicks. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. I can't what a great places. intro that is. It is, right? I think for me, it's the most exciting thing that I ever did. <laughs> Seriously. <it's> like, <laughs> love it. Love it to death. And, and again, like bought the album because of that track. I like, mm. you know, you can keep your Paradise Cities and your Sweet Charles of Mine. That's the track on that album for me. It's a killer track. Yeah. I think my favorite track on that album is Mr. Brownstone. That's also got a wicked riff. It's a it's a heck of a thing to get your chops around. Yeah, it's kind of like um it's kind of like a Joe Perry riff, like an Aerosmith kind of riff. Absolutely. Yeah. Got that funky feel, yeah. Yeah. Um apparently that line, um, you know where you are, you're in the jungle now, you're gonna die, you know. Um, it's a true story. It came from, from Axel uh, when he apparently ran away from home with a friend of his when they were little and caught the bus and uh, some druggy pimp guy <laughs> saw them when they got off the bus in Los Angeles and said, do you know where you are? You're in the jungle and you're going to die. <laughs> and it stuck with him. Jeez. There you go. Nice. Ian. Yeah. 
Well, let's stick with the rock. Nice. And I'll give you the best intro in the world. You ready? The Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. Just a cracking intro. Good, it's a riff. Good riff. Brings you into the song though. Kind of gets you, gets the groove going. It's just a bit like, yeah, a bit like Welcome to the Jungle. Just gets you in that frame of mind and then pop, you're off. Love it. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Screaming that one. <laughs> Glenn, mate, beat that. That's um, smells like Teen Spirit by Nirvana, and yeah, it was, it is. Um, and again, not only did that sort of open the album like really, you know, in particularly spectacular style, it also, mm. um, I don't know, overnight he ordered a new new sound, um, and yeah, sort of swept a lot of things away and a whole bunch of new things came along but yeah ushered in, it is ushered still... in the next generation didn't he yeah really absolutely define that sound of the uh the early to mid 90s yeah especially i mean a lot of it's just ripped off a whole bunch of other bands but um they were the ones that managed to get the attention and and launch it but yeah loud quiet dynamics um again and it takes a little while before you get there but there's that fury that comes in which just sounds still wonderful yep i couldn't do one of these episodes without getting in a bit of jangly jangly guitar this opening piece features a reckonbacker of course close your eyes and i'll kiss you That Rickenbacker, George, no effects, straight out skill. No bloody echo unit or any fucking thing trying to, you know, what is it? Um, double trackers, guitar. Nah. They probably didn't have those back in the day. No, no, he had to do it the hard way. But um, yeah, I just think that, that song and Please Please Me from that era are the two songs that just smack you in the face as soon as you hear it. And was so different to everything else that was going around at the time. It was just like, we'll just open with, you know, that please, please me. John's sort of equivalent. It's just upbeat. See, I would have thought more of an intro song would have been like Ticket to Ride. But it's a riff again. It's a riff, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. But, which is all right. It's a good song. Totally. Mm. Yeah. That's um, a hell of a song to play, All My Loving. You ever tried playing it? Uh, I did try learning that, and I just gave up. <laughs> it's like, a lot of chords I, and moving, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, fuck, he's just going too fast. Because I thought, surely yeah. he's got an effects box. No, no, there was no effects box back then. That's a busy old uh, it's a busy old guitar piece. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All right, fellas. So that pretty much brings us towards the end of the show. Um, thoughts? Final thoughts before yep. we sign off? We've only just scratched the surface of this one. Mm. Yeah, I'll be interested to know what other people come up with and find. No one picked a Wacko Jacko song. Beat it. No, Beat no, it's pretty so iconic. Many. Special, yeah. special shout out to Billy Jean. Beat it. Some of these are iconic mm. intros, right? There are like, some massive intros. I, I nearly went for some sort of the Moody Blues do some really nice sort of orchestral intros. Uh, which are yeah i i like that sort of stuff as well but there's so many to choose from god it's hard to just pick three it yeah. was super hard well we got what do we yeah. get on our facebook page rosanna so jason picked rosanna's oh, toto yeah. easy Good lover intro. easy lover by phil collins that that um that's got an amazing bass line and groove drum groove that just yeah phil bailey phil collins what else do we have? Oh, Mackie, ACDC, Thunderstruck, no surprises. Mm, mm. I had Back in Black on my list. That's yep. tracking. Yeah. And I didn't know this one. Holiday in Cambodia. Is that That's a film, though, isn't it? Shane Edwards. Glenn, do you know that one? No, I don't. Thank Holiday you, Shane. Cambodia. I, I, no, it's a rock show. Punk rock. Punk rock. Here we go. Oh, all right. Was it Holiday in Cambodia? one to check out yeah oh the dead kennedys yeah yeah yeah, the dead kennedys and something happened on the way to heaven phil collins by new russia really likes that one does have an amazing brass section at the start yeah parries it good intro yeah totally Mm, there's there's a lot of them out there eh? damn well fellas that pretty much wraps up tonight's episode on the power of song and movie intros and to our audience and listeners hope you enjoyed our discussion on how these memorable openings can can help set the tone and capture our imagination we'd love to hear about some of your uh favorite intros so don't be shy um leave us a note on our facebook page um always great hearing from listeners um thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time Thanks.
Oh 